Carrie with Unleash. If you are in need of some entrepreneurial inspiration, you need to be listening to Breaking Business Barriers with my friends, Brandon, Joseph, and Brett. Welcome to Breaking Business Barriers, where we believe that choosing to go all in is the only way to create true freedom in your business and life. Now join your hosts, Brent Duhane, Dr. Joseph Kay, and Brandon Straza, as they talk to industry leaders, veteran CEOs, and cutting edge entrepreneurs about the tough decisions they made on their way to success. This is Breaking Business Barriers. Welcome to another episode of Breaking Business Barriers. I'm your co-host, Brandon Straza, the Real Naked Agent, along with Dr. Joseph Kay and Brent Duhame. And today, our special guest is Carrie Paxton. Carrie, let's just jump right into this. Give our listeners a fun story to get to know you real quick, if you wouldn't mind. All right. So I'll, I'll give you a fun story from relatively recent life, because um, I, I think it really speaks to generally what I do anyway. Um, so you, Brandon, you and I were at Thrive together. And were you at Elevator Night? I was not. Oh, okay. Oh, yes, 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 I was. Yes, I was. The, okay. So um, one of the panelists there, his name was Brad Lee. Mm -hmm. I really like this guy. I saw him speak at Thrive last year. Um, I like what he stands for. I like what he sells. And um, he was there. And I saw him in the Luxor Casino. And I was standing there like, oh, I should go talk to this guy. And I was just kind of standing in the corner, staring at him, trying to get up the confidence to talk to him. And uh, it, it's funny because during the panel, he had spoken about confidence and how to build confidence. And in, in the back of my mind, the wheels were turning. Oh, I could design my whole program that I'm starting right now around what he's saying. So here's this girl trying to teach confidence and I could barely get myself to go up to him. I finally did. And he's standing there with his wife. And I managed to get out the words, hi, I'm Carrie. I saw you last year and I fell in love with you. <laughs> and then I was like, no, 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 not that kind of love. I just, I really like what you stand for and who you are. And you're a high school dropout. And those are the kinds of kids that I work with. And, you know, I, I just turned into this complete idiot. And I was like, wow, now it sounds like I really am in love with the guy. And I'm trying to talk out of it. And it, it was just a mess. <laughs> good news was his wife was there to uh kind of oversee your love affair for him but brad <laughs> bradley was it was awesome to get to hear him speak this year and uh, yeah. he's got a lot of big things going on right now so love the love the icebreaker tell our listeners who you are where to find you on social media and kind of what you're about all right so i am carrie paxton hertzberger um, you can find me on Facebook. You can sort of find me on Facebook at Carrie Paxton Hertzberger. Um, I'll tell you, my social media is a mess. I am just getting started learning it. So um, when you look me up, have fun figuring it out. Um, I work with teens and young adults with ADHD and anxiety to unleash their confidence so that they can figure out who they want to be um, and become that person and then create the world they want to live in. So confidence and then teaching them how to kind of um, be influencers and make an impact on the world. The passion behind that, where did that really come from, from your educational background? So I taught in the classroom for 10 years, public school, private school, non-public school. And I loved it. I loved teaching. I loved working with kids. But um, I kind of 
pivoted towards tutoring. I had kids. I didn't want to be in the classroom anymore. And I accidentally developed a tutoring business with more clients than I could handle. And then I, I slowly started realizing really this year that what I was helping with more than the academic side of things were life skills. And the kids were just coming to me with um, stories of anxiety, whether they had a diagnosis or not, you could just hear classic textbook anxiety in everything they were saying. Um, and I, I realized that when we start to address those things that they're struggling with, then their academic can soar because they're suddenly more confident. They're able to handle these feelings that they think are unique to them that really aren't. Uh, and they just become so much more successful and realize there's a bigger life for them than they ever thought. Interesting. Interesting. Now in, in your own household, how does your, how, how does your family see what you're doing now with, with the other children? So I have two kids. They are four and two. Um, and my little ones are often around when I'm working with my clients. Um, my clients know it just comes with the territory. I do the best I can to keep family time, family time and client time, client time. But, you know, I'm also a stay at home mom and my kids see it and they're, they're always really curious. Who am I working with? Who am I teaching? Um, and I'm actually sort of homeschooling my kids next year. They're little, so it doesn't really count. Um, but we've been using the phrase about, um, you know, mommy and daddy are going to be your teacher next year, but really the world is going to be your teacher. Cool. So when you, that's really, I, I taught too, and I, I know the kind of uh, the whirlwind that comes along to that. So at what point did you come to that fork in the road where you said to yourself, I'm going to leave the classroom, I'm going to go, uh, go on this endeavor and kind of uh, make a stake out of it on my own. And what, what was going through your head at that time? Well, leaving the classroom was kind of just, you know, I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. I was fortunate enough to be able to do that. Um, I always figured I would go back to teaching at some point, but I didn't, I didn't think I could maintain the energy to take care of my kids and my students. Something was going to suffer there. Um, and then so the, the tutoring happened by accident, really, and then it just kind of blew up. And then I guess I just felt like, man, all I'm doing is keeping these kids from failing. A lot of the, I wouldn't say a lot, but some of the students I work out or, or work with are kind of waiting to drop out or waiting to graduate. And I'm just keeping them afloat. <laughs> I thought, man, like, these kids have so much potential. I see their spirit and I see their spirit getting crushed by school sure. just because they're different or they learn differently or they do things a different way. And sometimes we, we emphasize academics so much that it just, it crushes those other things that these kids are good at. And I just like, I can't handle it. It drives me, it drives me mad to hear a kid tell me his brain is broken or that he's lazy when neither of those things are anywhere close to the truth. Cool. So when you were about to make the leap, was it a decision you made more with your head or more with your heart? Was it a, a numbers game where you're like, well, I think I can make this work. And if I do this, then maybe the finances will take care of itself. Or was this something where you, you threw the numbers to the side and said, I know it's in my heart. I'm going to make the decision uh, and figure it out, out later. 
so both. Um, <laughs> definitely both. The, the heart part is what I'm doing. Like, I believe in these kids. I believe in them passionately, passionately and I'm, I'm still figuring out, like, how to make it happen. Um, but the, the head part is the how I'm going about doing it. Um, I want to help them, but I also, you know, I need to bring in income and I need to build my business in a way that's scalable. I wish I did not have to ask the parents for money. Um, I actually just sent them an email saying, I'm hiring a VA. I can't do this anymore. Like, I can't keep track of the books. I hate it every time I have to ask you to pay me. I feel terrible. Um, but, you know, all in all, I have to make money. And, and I truly believe in the fact that if I am making more money, I can do good with my money. I actually have a scholarship program now, and I intend to build that um, as a stronger component of my business. But um, so that's the head part. Like, I don't want to have to think about it, but I definitely do think about it in terms of how I can scale my business. Cool. Carrie, the, this is a major subject. I think it's probably over the last five or 10 years of what you're doing, by the way, is fantastic work. Uh, do you see a common thread? I mean, a lot of people are going to listen to this are probably going to know someone, maybe even have a, a child who, who may be expressing, uh, you know, anxiety issues and what have you. Is there a common thread? That, that you can see intermixed with uh, all, the, all the kids that you talk to? So they all say to me in, in various words, they all say they don't feel confident. Um, they're afraid their teachers are gonna make fun of them for not knowing the answer. Uh, their teachers tell them, well, when they ask questions because they're trying, well, we already learned that, you should know that. So then they become afraid to ask questions. And it, it seems like this vicious cycle. And now schools serve some kids really well, but for the kids that have, I've just kind of developed these relationships with, I just see that it's creating anxiety. Um, and then what we're doing on a system level is trying to fix it. We're bringing in more counselors and psychologists and we're, we're putting all these programs in place to fix these feelings. But I feel like if we, if we went back and we started looking at why they're starting in the first place. And maybe we changed the language they're, we're using in the classroom and, and perhaps some of our teaching approaches that then the feelings wouldn't be there in the first place, or at least not as much as they are. It's amazing. So those, you know, we're talking breaking business barriers here, but you know, your subject matter and the work that you're, that you're putting into this is, uh, I, I couldn't personally wait to, to uh, hear you talk about this and, and uh, you know, high fives to you and Thanks. what you're doing. Yeah, no, it's 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 beautiful work, and the education system is definitely something that is top of mind. I think uh, right now in today's world, not just from a political standpoint, but a family standpoint. When when you decided to tackle this, if someone came to you and said, "Carrie, this has a ten percent chance of succeeding." 90% chance of failure, would you still have gone forward with what you're doing? Absolutely. Um, because I know at least for the kids I'm working with, I'm not getting rich working with the 17 kids who I'm working with right now, but I know for them, I'm making a difference. And they tell me all the time and their families tell me all the time. So even if I fail at scaling and, and you know, making decent income for my family, I know I'm impacting the kids I'm working with right now. And I can't, I can't not do that. 
No, absolutely. That leads me into my next question. Once you answer that, yep, 10%, I'm going for it. Do you see yourself as an entrepreneur or an entrepreneur in transition? I guess I would say in transition. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing, to be quite honest. I'm kind of figuring it out as I go. I have um, I have a coach and I, you know, listen to him and I take little baby steps here and there. And um, I don't know. I mean, when I was a kid, I started a school in my neighborhood. I was like 10 and I had a whole school going and like enrollment packages and everything. <laughs> um, but, but outside of this, I don't think I ever really had an entrepreneurial spirit. So I guess, I guess I'm growing into it because I care about what I'm doing. Well, I, I, it's, there's no wrong or right answer to it, but I would sit there and say, at 10, you probably were an entrepreneur just waiting to happen. I guess I, I just didn't know that it was possible to do your own thing. I definitely lived in the world where, you know, you went to school, you trained for a job and you, you had that job. And which is strange because my parents, I guess you would say, were entrepreneurs. They they owned several businesses. They didn't necessarily start them, but they had franchises and whatnot. Um, but it, you know, I just thought I was going to get a job, and that's what I did. So I guess it it I had to discover that you can do your own thing. What part of that is scary? Oh boy, um, I have a huge. I would say my biggest fear is that. While I know I'm helping my students, holy heck, what if I do something wrong and it makes something worse for one of them? That is terrifying to me um, because I, I feel like I'm always treading this, this careful line between like therapist, life coach, tutor, and you know, I'm not a therapist at all. I'm not a life coach at all. Not that I think I need to be. But my students like to call me their therapist. I'm like, no, 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 that's not me. I am not your therapist. Um, I have, you know, I know nothing about that. But they look at me in this way and I'm so scared that what if I screw up? Mm. Um, so that's my biggest fear. But other fears like, gosh, if I'm not successful, I'm going to have to start all over with something else um, or go back to the classroom, which I don't really believe in anymore. So you know, it, it just wouldn't sit well with me to have to go back to the classroom. I don't know what else I would do. So it's just kind of this cycle of, gosh, what if I screw up? Then what? Hmm. Yeah. Do you ever sit there and worry, what are other people going to think of the choices? Because you and I had a side conversation at Thrive about how some people sat there and said, you're leaving this world? So how did that impact you? Kind of go into that story. I try not to worry about it, but I'd be lying if I said I didn't. Um, I tell myself that I shouldn't, but I really, it's, it's always on my mind. Um, we don't have a lot of friends who are entrepreneurial. We don't have a lot of family who are particularly supportive or understand. I wouldn't say supportive. I would say understanding of the fact that we're, we're kind of carving our own path. Um, people think it's risky and it is, but people think it's risky because we have kids and maybe it's not a fair lifestyle to them because our schedules are chaotic and we don't know what we're doing and where we're going and what's happening when, but we just, you know, that's become routine for us and we've, we've made it work. Um, 
So I try not to think about it because I care about what I'm doing, but it's, it's definitely on my mind. Terry, you've, uh, you're in education and you're certainly pretty darn passionate about it, which is awesome. By the way, I think uh, all of us here in the room today could probably reflect on and, and name off, you know, a handful or two of teachers that made a big difference and or a mentor. Is there a mentor or a, uh, maybe a book that you recently read that, that just, you know, the, the light switch comes on and you go right to that person or that book that, uh, that you read that is fueling uh, your success today? Oh, um, I would say I'm in the middle of a book right now, which is hugely impacting me. Um, it's not related to education, but I think it's, it's indirectly related. Um, I am going through uh, Julia Cameron's book called The Artist's Way. And she has a sunk hypothesis that is everyone is creative. And, you know, up until five minutes ago, if you asked me, I would have said, no, I'm not creative. And what I realized is that I'm creating every day. I am creating this program. I am creating ways for my students to build confidence. I'm creating ways for them to become successful. I'm, you know, attempting to create Facebook content <laughs> and ads and all of these other things that entrepreneurs are supposed to learn how to do. And, and it's all creation and, and it's all in the creative spirit. And um, I think just, it, it took a while for that message to sit with me, but I went through the book and the, um, it has an accompanying journal where you're supposed to journal for three pages every morning. It's called Morning Pages. And man, I've been doing it for about two weeks now, and I have learned so much about myself that I had no idea was there. Um, and just embracing the idea that we really are all creative. And I truly believe that kids are creative and that school tends to uh, push it out of them just because of the way the system has to work. Um, so, you know, I don't know why I never felt I had that creativity, but I think that we all do. And, and even if we think we're not creative, it's something we need to be open to exploring. Could you tell us again uh, the, the uh, name of the book as well as the author? That's awesome. Yeah. It's called The Artist's Way. The author is Julia Cameron. Um, and it's, it's kind of a workbook. It walks you through 12 weeks about discovering your creativity. Um, and it's, it's not like weird, you know, <laughs> for those of you who don't feel creative, it's not like she's going to send you on these crazy activities and, and things to do. It's, it's actually really concrete. And she just kind of goes through the journey and explains like, you really were creative once and you still can be. And, and here's how you get to it. Good gosh. She might be yeah. a guest on one of your podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Start reaching out to her now. Carrie, as, as an entrepreneur in transition, as you put it, we had had a conversation about habits and you, were, you just brought up the fact that you're journaling. I think all successful entrepreneurs have that routine that they go through. What's the routine that you've been utilizing and the people you've been looking to to help you get through that journey? So the whole routine thing is is relatively new to me. Um, 
I actually, up until recently, I would like get up in the morning and just start to work because my kids would be asleep and that was the time when I could get stuff done. But I realized I was really ignoring me and I felt like because of that, I wasn't bringing my best self to my work and to my family. So I've actually forced myself to slow down. Now in the mornings, um, I get up, I journal, I work out. Sometimes by that time, the kids are awake. So it's some kind of family chaotic workout, but we still do it. Uh, kids yoga or whatever. Um, and that that journaling has really become part of me. I also meditate, or at least I try to meditate every day as part of that morning routine. Um, sometimes it hasn't been happening in the morning because the kids are getting up. And I have a, um, a vision letter that I write to myself every six months to my future six-month self, the things that I hope to have accomplished within the ne next six months. And I read, or actually I have it recorded, and I listen to that every day. Um, that's something my coach has me do. And all right, when he first started having me do it, I was like, this is crazy. This is not me. You know, I have goals. I take action. I meet my goals. But getting into it and really taking the time to do that, the, the message that I start to develop for myself and for my life and for my business becomes so important, I just have to do it. Like, it's more than just having goals, but it's connecting to your goals on a visceral level. And that, I think, is what, what drives me and other people to take action. Kara, do you share that? Uh, that? That is really cool, by the way. Super cool. Do you share, do you share those journals with uh, anyone else besides your coach? I, uh, the vision letters? Yeah. Um, I've shared them with my husband. I actually shared one of them with one of my students because he was in it. Um, but other than that, I haven't really shared them with anybody. If I could, because I'm real curious about this, if I could talk a little inside baseball with you, what, what, can, a, what can a client of yours, a student, expect uh, signing up for your services? Now, now, is the majority of your work, is it like a hybrid of in-person online or is it primarily online? I am, generally speaking, I am 100% online. Um, okay. I started out 100% in person. Now, are these people located in your geographic area or are they worldwide? Most of them now are in my geographic area because I started in person. Sure. Um, it is expanding a little bit because now I am 100% online. Um, I do some in-person stuff, but it's, it's all by choice. Like that's sure. not the scalable part of my business and not the direction that I'm going. Um, up until now, basically, I was doing one-on-one -on -one coaching with kids. Okay. Kids come to me for an academic need, usually because they struggle with ADHD and anxiety. Um, and I would help, help them be more successful in school. But now I'm, I'm just launching my first um, set of masterminds for these kids. Okay. Um, and they, we work together and we go through confidence building skills. So we're starting with you know, setting wins, just little, little baby things that you can do to feel good about yourself. Um, and it's really working. Cool. I mean, the kids are excited and they're coming back and, you know, we're texting each other about wins and they've just challenged me. To, uh, we're talking about fear and, and how to practice fear. And they challenged me to go on a roller coaster <laughs> by myself in the front row. And I hate roller coasters. 
Um, but they're, you know, they're getting into it because they're, they're throwing the same things back at me that I'm telling them. Did you, did you do it yet? No, um, this just happened last week and I promised them I would do it this summer. Do you have an actionable plan to get your roller coasting riding in? Um, I mean, there's an amusement park <laughs> an hour away from me. So cool. I just have to pick a day <laughs> and I'm going to tell them they can, you know, they can come along if they want. You got this. Yeah, you can do yeah. this. Yeah, I, I, do. I can do it. <laughs> I'll be terrified, but I can do it. Sure. I think that's great. Uh, not only are you holding them accountable, but they're holding you accountable for something. I think that's that's awesome. Real, I'm, I'm curious, if you had to go back to your 18-year-old self, what would you sit down? Because you're, you're working with, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17-year-old, you know, children. What would you go back and tell yourself? Man, I would tell myself, don't take school so seriously. Um, and really don't take life so seriously. I had fun, but I was just so serious about everything. Like I did way more homework and way more studying than I ever needed to. You know, um, I did a bunch of extracurricular activities, which was good. And actually I think that was a lot of the fun part of my life. Um, but for me, it was, it was all about like academics and getting the resume so I could go to a good college. And I wish I had just relaxed a little bit, not stopped caring about all of those important things, but just taken a breather and relaxed. Great, great advice. And, and so you, you're the entrepreneur in transition and what, piece of advice could you drop out there to someone that might be, you know, might be a teacher, maybe somebody, you know, in a whatever profession, it really doesn't matter, but they're thinking about, hey, I want freedom. I want more control of my life. And um, is there a piece of, a, you know, are there a couple of nuggets you could drop to somebody that's, you know, thinking about it? Is it just do it? Or what's Carrie have to say? So at least the way it's gone for me, it was definitely a process. Um, and I think a lot of times people aren't patient with the process. I knew I could do something, but I didn't know what it was. For me, it started off slow. And I think for a lot of people, they don't necessarily have that vision and that passion. And they need to give themselves a chance, try it out a little here, a little there. That's at least if you don't have that vision and passion yet. And as you're working towards it and as you're trying it out, you will discover the passion and then you're just unstoppable. Um, but, but give yourself the time to figure out where you want to go. Cool. A little passion, a couple of purpose, and uh, we have uh, Carrie right in front of us. Pretty cool. Yeah. And I, I think you know what your passion, what your time and where you want to go. And the, the fact that you're, you're brave enough and you believe you and your husband to take your kids on the journey, I think it's brilliant because they're, they've got a leg up going forward seeing what mom and dad are doing. Yeah, uh, it's a cool story. It, the, the whole dynamic of it dovetails really well with your passions and then this, this new journey. It's, it's a real nice fit. Well, thanks. I like to think so. Not, not everybody does. Some people look at us and say we're crazy, but you know, it makes sense to me. Yeah. I've always, I, I've always been told that you want to 
your, your career should be a Venn diagram. You take all the things that you love doing and then all the things that people will pay you to do. And then where those two overlap, that's, that's what you should be doing. You know, and this sounds like you've hit that sweet spot in the Venn diagram of, of things that you love doing and things will pay you to do. And it's a, it, that's a great fit. That's a good fit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people, people always talk about work-life balance, but I, I like to look at it at work-life flow because I love what I'm doing. I love spending the time with my students, but I love spending the time with my family. And, you know, our schedule is constantly in flux and I just flow between family and work and students and we just make it work. Hmm. Um, <laughs> Carrie, a little bit, a little bit more about your business, just because I think this will be on people's minds that will, that will listen. Is there, a, is there a certain age group that uh, are in your, uh, in your student population? I mean, you've, you've, you've kind of built this virtual classroom, which I think is fantastic. Is there, is there an age group? Tell us a little bit more about uh, where, how that fits. So with my mastermind program, I'm, I'm, interested in working with kids age 14 and up. Um, and primarily that's because I would like to run um, Facebook groups for them to communicate outside of our group calls. Um, however, I'll tell you, a, I've discovered a lot of 14 through 18 year old kids aren't really on Facebook. Um, <laughs> so I might have to be reconsidering that. Um, but yeah, 14 to 20 is, is kind of the age group that I'm working with. Uh, I have had a number of young adults reach out to me lately. So I might, you know, I might do something in that range too, but that that's still in my brain and, and not anywhere in the world yet. Very cool. So the best place for someone to find you that's looking for what you're offering and what you're helping them with really is Facebook because that's where you're building your tribe, your community, and your mastermind. Is that right? Yeah, for now. Um, you know, Facebook sent me a message, set up a call with me, and, and really that's the best way. I, I don't have an awesome process yet that's currently in progress. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful story, and we look forward to seeing where you are in six months, 12 months, uh, six months for your journaling purposes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, 12 months from there, really appreciate the time. And again, you got to check back in with us as our listeners will want to hear what you've got going on and kind of that follow-up story. So definitely any, any juicy nuggets you'd like to leave us with Carrie? Um, just the idea that school or your choices or your young life does not have to define you. It, it might contribute to who you are today for sure. But you know, just because you barely graduated you can be hugely successful and and in the world i live in you know what you're probably going to be more successful than a lot of the kids who were getting straight a's so you know don't into those grades and that school experience to stop you from doing what you want awesome that's great well again appreciate the time i'm brandon Strauss, the real naked agent along with dr joseph k and and we've got Carrie Paxton. Carrie, we really appreciate it. And uh, everyone, we will see you on the airwaves as usual. You've been listening to Breaking Business Barriers. For more information, or if you have a compelling story to tell, find us on Facebook at Open Media Source.